Hello, and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers, and moves in livestock, grain and oil seed, and fibre markets. My name's Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening into episode 259. We're now two weeks into the 2024 selling program for wool. And as we learned in last week's episode on the livestock market, a lot can happen in just a few weeks. So today we've got Stuart Rain from Nutrient Ag Solutions joining us to cover what impact the large volumes of wool on offer are having on the market, how the fine microns are performing and what he is expecting to see as we head deeper into 2024. Before I hand over to Robin Stewart, as always, here are a few highlights from the market this week. So we heard last week about the very positive start to livestock markets this year with a huge turnaround that we're all very happy to see. This week, the lamb market did make a correction with prices for heavy and trade lambs down 9% week on week. The market was flatter in the West this week, but all states are still well above those levels seen throughout September through November. In good news, mutton also played a bit of catch up with the stronger lamb market flowing through to better mutton pricing. There was a big influx of cattle yardings as well, with volumes in the east this week sitting 46% above the five-year average for this point in the season. Restockers and feeders were the ones that really pushed the market higher, but we also saw some good processor demand for cows come to light, which is a really good sign from a global beef demand perspective. That's it from me. Enjoy this week's episode with Robert Herman and Stuart Rain. Okay, Liv, thank you very much. Yes, and... um... There would be a lot of listeners to Commodity Conversations who are also Mercado subscribers, and uh, they would know that we had a, a survey go out, and we had one of our long-term and regular listeners to the Commodity Conversations podcast ask, would we provide some more wool market updates? And uh, But all, who better to talk to about wool than Stuart Rain and Stuart's uh, the Nutrient Ag Solutions Victorian Wool Brokerage Lead. Stuart, welcome to another new wool selling year. How have things gone so far? Uh, thank you, Rob and Ethan and Liv. Um, yeah, look, um, the year has started off on a very positive note. You know, we left December on a positive note and we've started uh, January on on a similar uh, positive tone, Rob. So um, things are looking pretty good so far. Well, let's dig into that a little bit because um, the average uh, clearance for the year so far is about 42,000 bales. But these first two weeks, we've offered uh, 50 and cleared 46 and 45 respectively. So, you know, when you say it's going okay, that's probably uh, tested the market a bit, that volume, wouldn't it? Yeah, each year, I think we have this conversation, Rob, and we have done for the more than three dec- decades that I've been involved in the wool industry. The annual three-week Christmas New Year recess comes along and uh, those wools that, aren't sold prior to that. They, they're catalogued to sell in, in week 28. So the four-week forecast that comes out, obviously before sales, it starts to show a, a larger than normal offering of wools collected over the break that wish to sell in, in that first sale back, which is sale week 28 in January. So the trade and early stage processes are made aware that there's large volumes uh, facing them and you know, sentiment's a really important thing in this wool industry, as it is in a lot of industries, isn't it? Um, so it, I guess it signals to all the players in the industry that there's a fair bit of wool going to be um, placed in front of them in the first two weeks back to uh, cover the three weeks that we didn't sell. As you rightly um, say, with those clearance figures, 
there there is I guess a, an effect there with the larger offerings. So with with those um, offerings, we you know the past in rate was reasonably normalised um, overall. If you look at it on a weekly basis uh, for both these selling weeks that we've now completed. Yeah, that's right, Stuart. And uh, I can re just going back to your comments about sentiment, um, and you know people be surprised to know that 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 uh, the industry gets very keen to try and finish on a strong note before a break, and that sets the tone a bit, doesn't it, Stuart? Because yep. the processors and exporters, or, or the exporters and buyers, have all got to go and uh, do their um, trading and talking and selling. Uh, it's a bit easier when you finish on a strong note. It certainly is. And that's what we saw in December. We saw a market that was uh, covering all types across the, the spectrum. Um, and we saw all players. So whether they be a local trader, uh, whether they be a local processor, whether they be an early stage overseas processor, whether they be in China, Korea or Europe, all uh, participating in our wool market, which allowed us to have a very positive close. And um, yeah, that has continued somewhat, but certainly that um, th those extra bales that are rostered for these first two sales, they certainly create just, I wouldn't say a challenge, but I guess, as I said, that sentiment, uh, you know, everyone in the industry understands and knows that they're coming. So they, they, they know that there's going to be a fair selection of wool in front of them the first two weeks, which brings into... You know, I suppose question, what can we do uh, prior to the break or over the break to, um, you know, mitigate any, I guess, downside if there is any in the market? Um, and there are uh, options available to wool growers uh, while there are no physical wool sales um, occurring. And I would just suggest they talk to their trusted advise, wool advisor to uh, avail themselves of those options. So the, the market, uh, as you said, the market has performed pretty well. I think we'd be we'd be able to say that with some confidence. Um, economic activity in the, in the northern hemisphere is not brilliant. There's a lot of uncertainty around, and and we know that in the past sometimes wool suffers from that uncertainty. And um, one way to look at that, I suppose, is through the percentiles. And I can see that most of the percentiles, um, the best of them, are hovering around the fifty percent level. Uh, some are well below that. Um, but at the same time, the wool's flowing through, Stuart. So should we see some uh, recovery in demand or some improvement in those northern hemispheres? Is that likely to flow through to stronger prices? Yeah, indeed it is, Rob. And I think, um, you know, we certainly, I, I think December gave us a glimpse of that pull through demand uh, when we, you know, we were certainly aware that there were, uh, a number of business right through the supply chain that had moved stock that had maybe been a bit slower moving in previous months, that stock moved in December, which instantly created demand at Greasy side, and or I guess at, uh, at Wool Grower side, at our side of, of the market. So uh, yes, I, uh, I believe it will and will continue to. Um, but as you say, those percentiles don't really, I guess they do capture it, the number, but um, we'd certainly look hoping they improve and look and and somewhat confident they should improve in the in the coming coming weeks and months now you mentioned about the um the diversity of buying is there still that those really strong traditional players or is the game shifting a bit 
Yes, the game is shifting a bit. You know, our industry was underpinned by the Japanese market. There were four large Japanese buyers. There was also the Russian market. Uh, we then, uh, as time uh, evolved, that, that market became less and the Chinese market certainly um, upscaled, um, if you like, and, and, and now are the, the major market in, our, in, uh, in the business. But um, within that market, there are a couple of layers or a couple of ways that we trade into that market. Some of that trading is done uh, via firm offer and what we're seeing, and that's been probably the major part of that trade for a lot of years. But what we're seeing now is a um, emerging or, or greater reliance on indent purchasing, which for your listeners is essentially, there's an exporter here in mainland Australia. The user overseas will, will present them with an order, which will be type, uh, the volume, um, and the price that they wish to purchase that, and of course the delivery that they need that for, and they will place those orders on a weekly basis, and those exporters that are operating on their behalf will um, ideally try and purchase against those orders to, to fill those requirements. So it's subtly different than trading, um, but it's a it's certainly a it's being used increasingly in the Australian wool market. Now um, we had. Um... I think the reports this week were saying that there was some pretty good quality fine wool coming through and we would expect that that will continue for a while now how's that market performing Stuart? A little choppy um, although in December we saw some love you know fantastic gains in the in that super fine or, or, or finer end and the first week back in January we also saw some gains in that market uh, but just this week ending on the 19th of January uh, we've just seen that market just retreat a little. Uh, it's a little bit selection-based, but um, as you rightly said, we, we expect to see the bulk or the better of those final wools start to come on, onto the market, I guess, from here on in. So whether this week was just a little bit of an anomaly um, off the back of these two large volume weeks, but we with a more normalised sale volume next week and then the super fine sales starting in the north um, post that, I would expect that uh, those orders that are normally rolled out to cater for these wools at this time of the year, all things being equal, should be there. And I think we should start seeing um, yeah, some normal behaviours in that super fine end. So you mentioned the um, super fine sales in the north, Stu, but uh, you've got a strong background in the south, right? The far south in Tassie. And quite often there's some very good fine wools and, and um, low VM wools, high yielding wools coming in from Tassie in uh, in February. Um, is that going to be the case again this year? Yes, it will, Rob. Um, but pleased to say that uh, those wools, you know, a lot of Tasmanian wools are sold throughout the year. But as you rightly say, um, certainly if I could use the term the cream of the crop, Although there are a lot of wools that are held until week 33, so we're coming up to that, um, for that what is gazetted in the um, wool calendar as a Tasmanian specialty sale. So we'd expect there'll be some, you know, fantastic uh, Tasmanian grown wools um, in that sale, as there, as there always is. So uh, the exporters all know, and all from all, um, I guess, 
parts of the world. They all know that that's the sale that those bulls um, are, are aimed at and, and come out at, and uh, they'll be there um, to uh, to support them, I'm sure. Now, um, we've, we've, we love talking about the fine wool, but we do have a, um, a crossbred uh, portion of the clip now, and it's been in the doldrums. Um, any joy? I, I, I noticed, I think, in the north, there was a bit of a quote, the market was a little bit better for crossbreds this week. We're starting to see some real good underlying support for those uh, those crossbred wolves, um, and you know, looking at the report for the end of this week, um, most microns up are sort of are up between you know five and ten or twelve cents. So whilst that's not a lot in the big scheme of things, um, considering uh, the low point that they have been at in more recent times, they've certainly made some good gains. But uh, um, also, I think to mention. There's a really strong support in the sale room for those wolves. Um, it's a, you know, the buyers of uh, the crossbred wolves, they're there every selling day and they're very consistent. So we see a very good underlying um, support for them. And those prices just creeping up slowly, but they're certainly uh, making more gains than losses at the moment. I think our crossbred friends would be happy just to see some positive territory because it has been a fairly long downward trend for them um the next couple of weeks you mentioned the offerings are down um compared to the first two weeks we're you know almost ten thousand bars less being offered weekly in the next two weeks um how do you see the market uh, unfolding Stu? what's your crystal ball got to say rob um i think with the volumes normalizing we are hearing reports that uh you know certainly there have been some extra sales of wool made later of this week um, and certainly the st at the start of the week one of the factors that's probably held the market up a little this week was the fact that um, sales especially into China were very moderate whereas there have been some good reported sales later in the week so the, you know I guess looking forward more normalized volumes the selection is going to improve between here and the end of March even probably into April uh, we're not expecting uh, the hold up that we saw last year due to those wet conditions. So we're not expecting wolves to, I guess, arrive two or three or four months late into store and create extra volume to market and sell uh, that we did last year. So I don't think there are any sort of uh, anomalies out there that could potentially upset it. And we're expecting with those better uh, wolves um, that are lining up for not only the Tasmanian specialty sale, but the super fine sales uh, that will occur from here on in. I'd like to be... Um, I suppose, eternally optimistic and, and think that that being the case, higher quality wools, um, you know, spread or dispersed throughout this market, that, you know, we could potentially see this market continue to, I guess, move along this upward trend that it is uh, generally showing at the moment. So um, no great big predictions, but I, I, I think the status quo should remain that, you know, it seems a very comfortable position that the market's in at the moment, most... Uh, uh, players in the market seem uh, reasonably content, and uh, with these better wolves on the on the near horizon, you know, you'd, you'd hope that uh, we could see continued improvement. And I think that the point you made earlier, Stuart, that um, we are clearing wool through. You know, even in big weeks, the passing rate nationally is sort of around that seven to ten percent. So, so that's good, Stuart. It's been great. Um, talking to you today about wool and um, you're right we've uh, we've got a a relatively positive outlook uh, not getting too carried away 
But uh, the in-depth information you've given us today has been great. Thanks very much for joining us again on Commodity Conversations, Stuart. Thanks for having me, Rob, and uh, look forward to speaking with you when we next have a an opportunity.